0: A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit.
1: Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today we're on the Sacred Sages mini-ser- mini-series even, mini-services, mini-series, either way I'll let you decide and to help you decide that listeners I'm going to do no more than hand over to Amy Moscoe and Dr. Kimberly Woods. Thank you Paul. Hi everybody. Thanks for joining us on the sacred journey. My name is Amy Mosko and I'm co-founder of Intentional Healing Systems. I'm the author of Gratitude Plus Forgiveness Times Love Equals Happiness and Daily Agreements, Guidelines, and Intentions. I've also developed a life improvement and healing system called Sacred. You can find more information about Sacred on my website, www.ihsunity.com. Kimberly, over to you.
2: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Kimberly Woods. I am an author, a teacher, a healer, and a guide. I've been trained in various mystery schools and alchemy schools, and I run the business Mystical Awakenings, and I'm about to launch the School of Mystical Arts. So welcome this morning uh, or afternoon or evening. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our Sacred Mini Series. Uh, We are doing four parts to begin with, and then I'm sure we will do uh, more later. In the sacred series, we wanted to focus specifically on unity and connectivity. And specifically, we're talking about connection with the universe, connection with each other in relationships, connection with nature and plants and animals. And then once we feel this uh, connection, how we can know hope. Uh, today, what, who we have with us is Bob Conlin, And we're gonna talk to Bob specifically about connection in terms of relationships. Now, Bob, you have been on The Tonight Show, CBS, NBC, and uh, other media stations uh, specifically around uh, relationships very close and near and dear to you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened and how that happened?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be here. And i um, yeah, the way that uh, I have created relationship with my with my amazing wife Shauna uh, went viral for some reason, and um, you know I say that lightheartedly, heartedly, but uh, right at the height of the pandemic uh, last year, right when everything started to hit in the United States, uh, my wife at five months pregnant, uh, her water broke, and we were almost certain to lose the baby, and it was our first child, and we were very excited. To have a child and it was something both of us never thought that we would experience in life and in our own relationships and you know here we were you know in our early 40s like getting ready to be parents and we were you know terrified as well as excited and you might actually hear our son Forrest uh cooing in the background he's uh (laughs) it's lunchtime so shauna's out there feeding him but anyway so um we had you know dire news that um Uh, you know, it was very likely that we were going to lose our son and um, we were just devastated. And lo and behold, day after day, our son kept fighting and um, Sean was able to get admitted to the hospital at 23 weeks. So from 20 weeks to 23 weeks, we sat at home and just poured everything we had into fighting for this baby, you know, mainly from like an energetic and prayer perspective and this like really setting an intention for our relationship every day and the relationship we wanted to have with this this baby like what was the intention we wanted to create each day with it and it was very much centered around hope we were in so much unknown that there really wasn't anything else to create but hope you know each day every day so fast forward shauna gets admitted to the hospital it's in like the height of the pandemic and due to COVID restrictions, we could not spend time together. my wife ended up being in the hospital for 87 days on bed rest before our son Forrest was born. And what caught a lot of the attention of others was I would show up to the hospital and sit outside her window. Um, three or four times a week, for hours at a time, and we would just sit there and talk. And I would bring signs to like encourage her. Or um, very often, I'd surprise her with dinner and have it delivered up to her room. And I'd set out like an elaborate um, dinner table outside and um, just have dinner with her with flowers and everything. And um, one of the hospital administrators walked by and thought I was like staging like a union strike or something. They had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> And, um, when she had caught wind of what I was doing it, they created a story in the hospital and then the local news station picked it up. And then the next day it was like, it went, um, all of the ABC affiliates in the States picked up the story. And then the day after that it went global. You know, I was doing interviews in Japan, Germany, Switzerland, um, Australia, like Africa, like everywhere. And, um, all it really was, was demonstrating like how I love my wife, you know, how that we create relationship and um, you know, we're relationship coaches. So that's what we, we were just demonstrating our work, you know, like our work that we create not only with our clients, but that we create intentionally each day, every day for each other.
1: Wow. That is, it's an incredible story. And, you know, I, I love how you used your creativity to, to kind of keep that, the feelings that come up from trauma at bay. I mean, do you think that that this was your training and, and effort? Like, what's your recipe here? What was your recipe? Was it something that you were consciously thinking about, or is it just something that happened for you?
3: It was like the, the creativity started to just like flow. Like my whole thing was like, how do I keep this woman's spirits up? Like here she is like, not only was she on bed rest, but she was also isolated in her room. She couldn't even leave her room. The only people that she saw were the like her nurses that would come to her room who were masked. So she had like no touch, no connection. And um, you know, any, any person of, that she had a relationship with like family was through a screen or from a four story window below. So um you know, it was almost like a duty. Like, it's like, what could I do today to like level up, (laughs) to make it, to make it one more step special. And, you know, there are times where I was like, God, what could I do? And it almost just like intuitively or divinely came to me of what the next thing would be. Like even the messages, messages I would put on the signs, or, you know, I would pull from, you know, things we would do in normal situations. Like my wife is also a, a teacher and on the last day of school, we would always celebrate. I'd, I'd get her a pinata and fill it with a bunch of stuff. And then I'd make her beat the pinata up after school. And on her last day of school, um, you know, I set up a pinata outside and I blindfolded myself and I had her like, sp- you know, I, I spun around and I had her direct me over to hit it. And, you know, it was just, um, You know, what can I do to like entertain her, distract her, know that she's loved um, and keep like, just keep the momentum going, keep the momentum going. Like I did not want a lull or a dip to happen in ultimately what we were doing, which was like fighting for our son.
2: It's like the truest uh, form or truest expression of being present you were truly present. I mean, people would say, well, just zoom, you know, but you sat and thought about how can I let her know that I'm here and, and present connected in this moment. That's really beautiful.
3: Yeah. And I, there was one moment when I was like writing up and I was like, I had just had this epiphany. I'm like, not everyone would do this. Like not every husband would show up like this or not every partner. And it, it wasn't so much as like to give myself a pat on the back, but it was like um, it just like, there was something there and like who I am and who I was being and what I learned. And like, I think Amy, going back to your previous like question, like there was, um, you know, I think from my background and my growing up, like my trauma history, it was very much about like keeping the stage set, trying to keep things like safe and contained, because I never knew what the next thing was going to be. Um granted, like back then it was very much a protective stance or a way to like ensure I wouldn't get hurt. And in this way, it was it was still a protective stance, but it was very, it was so as to like create hope. So as to create love, so as to bring this other new little being into the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you also brought up something really important along those lines. You brought up something really important as we're talking here, you said something about following your intuition. You let your intuition guide you. And that is, I believe that's really important in the context of relationships because it shows a higher degree of awareness, first of all, to be listening. And it also shows that unity and connectivity amongst the parts of your inner self that allow you to actually um, engage in actions that foster relationships. I mean, how is that? How, how, if you could expand a little bit more on that, on how you listen to your inner self to carry you forward, I think we'd appreciate hearing.
3: Yeah. So I think, um, <clears throat> you know, I think um, getting quiet enough to allow, like, I think of intuition as almost like, Um, a higher power or um, like a guide or um, like a higher truth or something like guiding me or supporting me in some unknown or um, like I, I need guidance here and if I can just get quiet enough I'll be shown the way right and that truth I really think lives inside all of us like we all have that that's part of who we are spiritual beings and I think it gets so hushed down or dampered down by how many of us relate dysfunctionally to our partners in relationships or the stories that we tell or um just how distracted we are by other uh, compulsive or addictive behaviors that show up in our lives so um <clears throat> There's nothing like a traumatic event to like, it's like the ultimate, like stop reset button. And it's, you know, it, it just afforded the opportunity to really stop and just be in complete, like receive mode. And just like, we had, we had, we had like nothing, like we did not know what to do. And we let this little baby guide us. And this, li- this little baby was like pure God, pure spirit, like pure divinity. And this little being had the courage that we couldn't even consider in our humanity to like lean into, you know? Cause like we would have been like, oh, terminate the pregnancy. We-, we couldn't even consider a possibility that a baby would survive with less than 1% chance not only survive, but be completely normal and be an amazing, cool little baby. Like that just doesn't happen, you know? And we are just like, we're going to let this little baby lead us. And, you know, I think once, like once we were on that path, there were so many synchronicities that showed up and that's a big, that's a big thing that shows up in my life and has throughout my life when I know I'm on the path or I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards like God's work or, um, like what God would have me do. So as I could be more fully expressed or grow that like synchronicities and things start to show up. So I was like running into people that, um, I hadn't seen in a while that was just really bizarre like we had this huge viral story happen Um, I have this little um, game I play where I I look for specific things in my life like out in the world and like popping up like crazy Um, I see a lot of things with numbers and that stuff was like popping up and it's like it's always there but once you're receptive to it you can actually start to see it and then use that to inform your, your thoughts, your actions, like what's next, like your intentions, things like that. Like, Oh, wow. Like we're held, we're going to be okay. Let's go for the, you know, let's go one more day. <laughs> let's go one more day and, and see how it goes. Yeah.
2: Before the show, Amy and I were talking about people who experienced trauma. You know, you talked about it as a traumatic event and, uh, In the experience of of trauma, so many people um, find that the relationship that they're in are just decimated, they're destroyed. But in this case, you really knew how to um, move through that trauma in a way where you came out stronger rather than um, allowing whatever perceptions were around you uh, to determine or define what your experience would be do you do you do you feel that
3: yeah I think yeah yeah and I think what what supported us was, was like you know our our like our our life experience and then you know also our training too like we knew like we we had we put support structures in place like all along the way so like as stuff was happening. We're like, we should probably get a couples therapist just to like have in our back pocket. We should work with this intuitive spiritual healer woman that we know. Um, You know, we should, um, you know, up, up our coaching calls, you know, we should each day, let's create the intention we want to have for each other, you know, and we, I mean, we, you know, we had our really challenging, hard days. And we still do that, you know, we're still impacted by that traumatic experience, but, you know, I think like what would have like how that trauma could impact people and decimate a relationship, like that trauma impacts us and might take us out for a day or a couple hours, but we're able to come back together and process it. Like here were my triggers. This is what happened. This is what I noticed come up for me. Um, here's what I'm committed to hey next time it happens can you help me in this way and that's what's like been so brilliant about the relationship with my wife is that we have created that container that where we can process our triggers process our own dysfunction for you know right or wrong right and we get to hold each other while we move through that together and I think that's if every relationship could get to that point You know, I think the divorce rate would fall dramatically and people would like love each other through the dysfunction, love each other through the trauma. Um, So as to like heal, you know, use each other as a healing mechanism versus this is the thing or the person I get to push up against. And, you
2: mentioned so many things that most people would never even think of right. an intuitive healer. They're like, what, why would, I? but right. they, every single one of them was a support you and your wife and your newborn baby, every single yeah. one, more coaching, writing intentions. You know, a lot of people don't even think about what their intentions are or what thoughts they put out in the universe every day.
3: Right. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And, you know, a, you know, as coaches too, like um, and, you know, my wife and I work specifically with like relationship folks, like people have goals in like their health and wellness. They have goals in their business. They have goals with their finances, but like, what are your relationship goals? They're like, huh? Like we don't have goals for our relationships. And that's the things that we're really a champion for is to actually, you know, what is the outcome? What's the experience that you want to create in your relationship? Six months, 12 months, five years from now. So you're actually, that's, in-
1: that's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible because, you know, my business partner and I laugh because he says that people spend more time planning a vacation than they do <laughs> planning right. the details of their lives. But how much of a difference does that make? I mean, the story that you're telling us here and how you move through trauma and now, now how you're creating this new normal, I guess, in, mm. in your world is through planning and awareness and, um, having goals. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I, I think the other thing that, that a lot of folks run up against is that they're confused or they get triggered or taken out more like when the conflict comes up or when the triggers come up or when like the the trauma gets re re-informed, right? I think that's all part of the normal journey in a relationship. And it's who do you want to be when that comes up? Do you want to like, you know, throw fuel back on that fire or do you want to, hold the space in the container to be like, Hey, what's actually going on for you right now? How can I support you in this process? I got you, you know, I love you. I'm devoted to you. I'm not going anywhere. I see that you're hurting and I'm committed. I'm, you know, I'm committed to supporting you in this process. Right. It's a totally different conversation versus, you know, like making your partners, um, Experience something about you, which so happens all the time, and then it's just that's the it's a dance that goes back and forth, back and forth, and then it just ends up in a circle, circle, and then ultimately destroying the relationship.
2: Yeah, when you're both hooked like that, you just want the other person to change so you'll feel better. Yeah, (laughs) that never works.
3: (laughs) Yeah, or just go away. Yeah, (laughs) or just go away, and then. And then that re, and then you just bring that into the next relationship, and the next, and the next, and the next. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a repeating pattern.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you help people. You you actually help people get out of these old repeating patterns with what you do, right? So maybe can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah. So I think the, I mean the first the first thing to really, to really take a look at and like the type of work I do, it's, it's, it's really about, you know, where are you and what, and what do you want? And it's um, and it's usually based in some form of, you know, relationship. My whole philosophy is that we're in relationship to everything, a relationship to ourselves, the people we love, the people we lead, um, the people we interact, interact with, the, the, our surroundings the things around us and, you um, Every relationship is impacted by the relationship that we have with ourselves. So I really start in focusing on that relationship first. Most people come to me because, you know, they're in a breakdown in their romantic relationship or they're in a breakdown in their leadership. Their team's not doing the thing that they should be doing, or they're just lacking some like fulfillment, right? They've, all right, they've got that, that last promotion, or they bought that new thing, and there's still something missing. So I really focus on um, really getting them to know themselves. Like, who are they? What, what is the purpose for you? Like, why are you here? And getting them connected to some type of anchor, North Star, someplace to start striving towards. And it's, the type of coaching I do is very ontological based, which is like the study of being like how you're showing up into the world. um, The energy that you bring, what you decide from a thought-based perspective to focus on, if it's, you know, a a survival based mechanism or, you know, an essence highest and best based um, focus. So it's it's trying to shift the mindset over to you know from victim to responsible that's the like the first piece and then from there all right let's get responsible for your triggers <laughs> you know which you know it takes a lot of willingness you know and there's some hard conversations during the work but the folks who are willing to do it like their lives transformed dramatically you know and they end up having um, their relationships transform, their leadership transforms, their creativity transforms. And um, I don't
2: know what you're talking about, Bob.
3: <laughs> yeah. And th- that was I it's mean, your it
2: never fault. happens to me. I yeah. don't know. I can't relate. Yeah,
3: and that like <laughs> like um that was me. Like that's how I fell into coaching. Like I I was that person I just described. And you know, I hired a coach four years ago and it blew my entire life up and blew my whole mindset up and blew my heart open and I was like, I have this is my calling in life. I have to get people from like this third dimension way of life into this fifth dimension where like there's so much more possibility and there's so many more resources at your disposal, like through spirit that um, that like they're this living of fulfilled, Joyful life, right? And getting to do that with people, right? Like, we need people, we need fulfilling, thriving relationships to fully enjoy the experience of who we are. And the people in our lives are our next breakthroughs. The people in our lives are how we get to heal. We can't heal our traumas without other people. You know, like when I'm coaching my couples, <laughs> I'm like, and they're in a breakdown, I'm like, fantastic because now we have the container to like play with your triggers in right and like let's think of like your breakdowns as opportunities you know like what happened what did he say what did she say then what happened then what happened you know what do you want to do differently what do you notice what can you be responsible for and it just helps to kind of dissect and separate the emotional response and just be able to choose a response that again is more responsible essence based than the victim um survival base right fear yeah fear yeah it's love fear boom that's it it's in the simplest form it's fear based or love based yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah we can relate yeah (laughs) All right. Well, you know, you really couldn't have set up the meditation that we have planned for today better. (laughs) So we're, we're going to close out this, um, this meeting here with a meditation, but first we'd like to just say thank you so much to Bob for being here and sharing your wisdom and your experience with us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you.
3: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Okay. So our meditation today I've entitled Unifying All Parts of Self. So we'll just start by taking a few deep breaths. Okay, center yourself. Get comfortable. Close your eyes. Okay, take a deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth. And you're going to invite your higher wisdom to be with you and provide oversight as you call all the elements of your inner self to unify. as you breathe in, Golden energy fills your lungs. Visualize this golden energy collecting in the golden sphere that sits in the center of your chest. This is your magnetic center. Take another deep breath in through your nose. And let it out through your mouth. When that energy is circulated through your lungs it finds its way to the golden sphere at your magnetic center. Now as you continue to breathe, watch the sphere grow as the golden energy moves in. Focus your attention on the golden sphere. Notice that it's spinning. With each new breath, the spin grows faster and the golden sphere grows brighter. Now shift your focus to the layers of your energy field that surround your body. Draw a perimeter in your mind around these layers. Take another deep breath and feel the golden light within you grow. Send a signal from your magnetic core to the perimeter you have just drawn. That perimeter represents the outermost layer of your energy field, your spiritual layer, where your beliefs are housed. See a beam of golden energy shoot from the sphere and meet with a single point on the perimeter. When that beam meets with the perimeter, it will travel in a counterclockwise direction to close and illuminate the circle surrounding you. All parts of you are now encased in divine golden energy and light. Send another beam of golden energy from your magnetic center to your perimeter. This time that beam will act as a messenger. It will connect with the perimeter, leave a drop of golden energy, and then return to the golden sphere center. Now work your way around the perimeter by sending these beams of light from your magnetic center. Imagine that your perimeter is represented by the face of a clock. Send a beam to your one o'clock. Leave a drop of golden energy and then call that beam back to your center. Now send another one to your two o'clock. And then your three o'clock each time calling that beam back to center. When you get to 12, shift your focus. Okay, and continue to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Now look at how the beams have created an organized and connective network between the inner and outer parts of your energy field. See your golden sphere expand further. Notice that as it grows, the inner part gets closer to the outer part of you. Take another deep breath. Watch as your golden sphere grows in mass and intensity. Continue using your breath to expand your golden sphere. It encompasses the entire space within your perimeter. As your magnetic center grows, you connect with all elements of self that exist between your center and your perimeter. You're unified within yourself and all parts of you are in full communication. Now that you've constructed this network with conscious intent, use your breath to create willful connectivity within yourself. Just breathe. And then taking one more deep breath, invite the golden energy to fuel your inner network. And then when you're ready, open your eyes.
2: Thank you so much, Amy. That was beautiful. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I'm Dr. Kimberly Woods with Amy Mosco and uh, our Sacred Mini Series. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at paul with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond remember the game's ever-changing how will you master it